Sunday, we go, uh, we brave the Taylor Swift traffic to go to uh, the Mecca to um, see Shadow Wrestling Alliance. So I gotta um, ask, who is the bigger drawer, Tyler Swift or? <laughs> well, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. I uh, I'm on the highway on the Cross Bronx, and my daughter and I see a truck full of like, you know, ten. There's a mom and dad in the front seat, and it's like a Yukon, and it's all painted up, and they're like twelve girls, all thirteen year old girls, and it says like Taylor Swift's biggest fans and all this shit. That truck itself would have probably paid for ninja mac and calvin tankman <laughs> <laughs> because i don't think anyone else did uh by the time we got to the mecca which at four o'clock shadow wrestling alliance kicked off i got there the old dude who runs the mecca was in the front you know and he's like he tells you know because and harper has been to a million shows there and he was like does she know what to do you know it's she's gonna be in the front it's gonna be very and Harper's just like looking at him, like rolling his her eyes because she's hardcore. So she's just like, whatever. So we go in and we sit, and I'm like, hmm. I'm like, it's a light crowd. And I think some of you saw on on Discord and other places where I was just taking pictures, and it was me and Harper. And then like on both rows, there are only two rows. Now, when we went to think of it like this, Deadlock Pro had 350 to 400 people there. So there were four rows deep on all sides. This had two rows, and no one was in any of them. Now <laughs> I did. I don't mind. Look, God bless him. He tried. The, the promoter tried. But when the show kicked off, I think there were nine paid customers and like 15 papered of like friends and family, I guess. Um, and uh, I went just because I wanted to see Lucky 13, who, by the way, butters. I said to him, do you remember, you know, I go, you called in. That was, you know, we really appreciate it. And he goes, I got to be honest, because I am so drunk most nights. I do not even remember calling the show. <laughs> so I was like, "You're the best, dude." That I'm makes like, sense. You are the, uh, yeah, let's check out. <laughs> so yeah, so in the end, um, there were about—I would say there was about thirty people total. I don't know if you guys watched on. I think Jayhawk, you watched on Fight Plus. I, I, wa- um, I well, well, I tried to, and they made a great first impression by ten seconds after I flip in. No signal from the venue. Which is crazy because the Mecca always gets a signal. The signal comes from the roof at the Mecca, the Mecca of pro wrestling. The last Um, time I had that disappointing a first impression with Brandon Whedon first start with the Brown. Well, well, if you want a bad first impression, the opening match was uh, uh, this this, uh, uh, faction called First Class. And I've never heard of them, but one of the dude comes out smoking a hookah the whole time. And he, they had one of their dudes in the ring, and I forgot the other guy. And it was it was very boring. But the the rest of the show, they tried. Everybody tried. The six man tag with Lucky Thirteen, the six man scramble was good. The uh, there was no intermission, which I love. It went straight on through. They powered right through to six fifteen is when they ended. So it was like four to six fifteen, six twenty, a tidy two hours and fifteen minutes. Ninja Mac was on it against this dude who was called the buttery superhero um he wore black and yellow he wore a black and yellow mask black and yellow leather full body suit and then their what's, champion their wait, what's bmf it, wait, champion wait, wait 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 what's it what's his superpowers he's buttery smooth he's buttery smooth lucha yeah does he oh so he doesn't like he's not lathered with butter is he no which you know what it would have been a million times better if he was but that's no. That's, I feel like we saw that guy before. Didn't he wrestle at uh, uh, my, my buddy's one New York promotion? 
Oh, what the hell was it? He's from uh, Brooklyn, so you probably saw him. Guarantee, yep. yeah. He well, did his mask have like yellow like uh mm-hmm. laces off the back or whatever yep. yeah yeah yep. i've seen that dude before he's fucking oh. horrible no, okay <laughs> he had he had, piss, he had piss laces <laughs> look i don't run people down but uh ninja mac did probably didn't belong and calvin tankman and lucky look they tried thought- brian keith Brian, I thought Brian Keith was on. What? He lost. What? <laughs> yeah, I was so mad. The bounty he hunter some, lost? He had the like who? two or three of his friends there, and they were great. Like, there was a woman there who knew everything, and every time he did something, she would be like, that's because you didn't you hook the leg, or she was like, you got to do better, blah, blah, blah. Like, she was outstanding. Like, there was, he had a nice little crew that seemed to show up somewhere towards the end, um, but he wrestled some dude, and I forgot his name. Uh, and then you had Tankman and uh, and Gabriel Sky, who I Jayhawk had to tell me about Gabriel Sky once before. Good match. Calvin Tankman is awesome. Um, but look, at one point during Ninja Max ma- match, I hear from behind me. So it's me and Harper and then like four people. And the guy I was sitting next to had a Lucha Underground World Heavyweight title, which is so fucking rad that when Tankman came out, he goes – you're going to have to wrestle me for that. That's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so like Tankman is the best, but like I hear behind me, this guy going, thank you, Ninja. Like, and I'm like, Ooh, somebody's here. And then I turn around and it's a promoter. Like he's going, Yo, <laughs> Nin- <laughs> Ninja Max in Ridgefield park, everybody let's thank Ninja Mac. And I was like, who's doing that? And it was the promoter. So look, he tried. There was like <laughs> 10 of us. We were trying. Dude, if I showed up to like, uh, like there being like nine people in the crowd, and I'm and I'm the bounty hunter Brian Keith, they tell me I'm losing. I'm telling them, ain't no way, brother. That don't work for me. Like that don't work for me. Put I me am not over. running down the Shadow Wrestling Alliance because the promoter was so nice. It's just that the show was just maybe it was because it's Memorial Day weekend. Maybe it's because Taylor Swift was in town. You, you um, think? Oh, that's that's the big crossover. You think the, the wrestling show would, would would have done better considering they picked the best Sonic character uh, to name the wrestling company after, but it just still didn't do shit. <laughs> and, and 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 look, it, did anyone it, come it, out with a gun? <laughs> there was a dude. I'm sure Brian Keith had one in the back and was making sure he's getting paid. He did get. The, I'm. I'm telling you, this guy did his best to pay everybody because Lucky was telling me he was just like it was cool. He was happy to be there. They had a guy wrestle. I've never heard of him. The Jurassic Juggernaut. He was like <laughs> six five, five hundred pounds. The match went nine to twelve minutes. I think. Why? Why would a guy that That's like size six minutes too long, dude? That for, first of all it was nine to twelve minutes too long. This dude, <laughs> when he did a press on this guy, and the other guy should not have kicked out ever. The guy is five hundred pounds. His knee pads were holding on for dear life. It was, and I'm like, sweet, you know. It was, I think it was um, Anthony Steele or I forgot his name. Nice guy, looked like he really wanted to. You just, know, he just was doing from your the description, same. I need to see that guy versus Beast Man immediately. <laughs> No, this guy, no, he was a good, no, no, don't get me wrong. Guy was a decent wrestler. It just, you can't have a guy that size as a monster and go like nine minutes. It just can't work. You just, he did a wheelbarrow kick at one point, like, you know, like a, like a heel kick. And I'm like, that's awesome. This match should end when a guy that size does it. And it went like another four minutes. Like, you know, like, my favorite part of the, my favorite part of what I call it. God bless that commentary team. Yes. But 
at, at one point, they're like, this crowd is going wild for it. And you can literally hear one guy going. Yeah, that was that a was- dude sitting next to me. He was awesome. He was all over first class, and he was hilarious. And shout out to that dude, because he made me laugh the entire night. Sure, was it just the promoter going wild in the back? <laughs> no, it was this dude next to me, and the, he, he had, like, his three friends. And they were all in. Like, they were talking shit, like, having fun. Like, they were great. I love sitting next to people like that. But, like, it was just us. And then at one point, they tell everybody to clear out. And I, like, dropped my pretzel, and this girl stepped on it. So, like, <laughs> and Harper picked it up, and she was, like, she was going to eat it. And I'm, like, no, someone's shoe was on that. The, of, of all six people, somebody stepped on our pretzel. So. Should have threw it at Lucky 13. <laughs> I should have. He was right behind me. Oh, he tried to dom me over my seat. He tried to shove me over my seat, and I, I was sitting. I wasn't standing. Uh, if I was standing, he would have Phrasing. Huh? Phrasing. Phrasing. over a seat. Look, I I took the ball gag, but I did it did not finish Mars, but he tried. And then he gave me like the he gave he like looked at me and we were laughing because I know what he was trying. If I was standing, he probably would have gotten me over the chair. But God bless him. Lucky is great. I, that's the reason why I went. So I was happy. I was really happy to see Tankman. I was really happy to see Brian Keith. Um I, I'm not a huge Ninja Mac fan. Like Jingles okay, get out like PTSD. He's gonna start fucking just being like that Spider Man that was making the news this week. Just start like bullying wrestlers <laughs> into the apron and shit. <laughs> but you forget, like I've been to the Mecca with like ten people, and I used to go to Hoboken with like ten people. So like I- I'm okay with that size crowd, and like I'm all in. Like I'll give you all I have. But you know they tried. God bless Shadow Wrestling. I hope they run another one because I'll go. Whatever. <laughs> Hopefully next time it's Sonic wrestling for a very specific audience. <laughs> yeah, what if they what if he goes really big and he books the rematch of uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Shadow the Hedgehog? Well, if anybody is going to be Suzuki against Chris Chan is what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody is going to book Minoru Suzuki, Shadow Wrestling is going to do it because I don't know how they did it with all those names with with the <laughs> it's probably me and Harper paying way too much for the front row. I, was- I think that's about it. When do you think the last time it'd be that Minoru Suzuki was wrestled in front of five people? <laughs> it's got to be de- like multiple decades. I mean, when was the last time Ninja Mac wrestled in front of like nine people? I, I can't even, I don't know. I, I hope they don't think. Not, Probably like 2020. I, <laughs> I know it comes off as me bashing them. God bless them. I hope they run again because I will go again. But it was some, it was, it's a great, it was a fun story for a Sunday afternoon on Memorial Day. Well, one well, one group that's not going to afford to pay Minoru Suzuki be on their show. Is, uh, look at the indie wrestling guy. I'm Jay Hawk. I'm Marcy. Jay Gold. Uh, I'm Butters. I'm buttery smooth superhero. Don't no, <laughs> don't know, fuck, don't lie yourself up with butter. You know please. what? That buttery smooth guy should call himself Peanut Buttery Smooth, and then have a, a fight with Pretty Boy Smooth. The you get to use the PB initial. <laughs> like, I'm going back to figure out what his on the name list was. of I really... things I never want to see. I'm putting that right near the top. Uh, next to man. Jay Gold's butthole. <laughs> Save that for the OnlyFans. So Jay Hawk, only how was your weekend? A- <laughs> uh, my my weekend? Uh, you, were, I got, you, you were sick all weekend, right? <laughs> I I was I was sick a good portion of the weekend. I finally started feeling a little bit better on Saturday, with, and my son had a low league game at eleven o'clock in the morning, and it was like it was like dreadfully hot. And the game went like three hours, so I've I've been red all weekend. Oh. Uh, that was fun. Uh, my, my, so you've seen my son, Butter. 
Yes. Little, little, little chunky boy. Love him to death, but he, he's a little chunky boy. He's a little overweight. Don't know how he's related to you because you're you're skinny and he is not. Nice. He's, he's bigger than you. Yes. He come up taller than me on top of it too. Which is soon, scary. so soon he's going to be. You're not. You're not going to be able to discipline him. He's going to discipline you. Yes, but this is one of those leagues where you're not. You're not allowed to to, to lead off big until a ball crock and cone plate. And my son had three stolen bacon. I have no idea how he the boy got three stolen bacon. That's wild. Yes, good I like him. it. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I I did the, I did the math. He doesn't he doesn't have an actual hit this year, but he's like six for fourteen getting on base. Good. Oh, that's like a five hundred on base percentage. Yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah, he got a good he got a good eye, and one of the strikeout was the umpire calling a pitch about six inches above the head of Drake too. No, that's uh that's that's a proud uh, Jayhawk dad talking right there. I like to hear. I it. like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yesterday I picked up the AAW pay per view and invited my brother over. So he and I were drinking beer and trying trying to watch pay-per-view and i hate that bleacher report app so much it's awful it's fucking awful like literally after every match i had to restart the app to try to get to get the sound back on cue and like within 30 seconds they're talking about stuff that hasn't happened yet like come on oof i mean it's it bad and that and show watched, was terrible last night i watched two thirds of that pay-per-view on mute and i quit that- commentary talking about moves that i that aren't, aren't even like cloaked being cut up yet like the Perkin getting beat up just hit a move according to commentary. Like, okay, I'm gonna be mute the thing because they don't follow the entire show. But it was a terrible show. Most of the show was garbage. I don't care what people say. The last match might have saved it, but that show was garbage. It's garbage. I'm, I'm glad I uh, decided to just sleep instead and not uh, watch the show. Marcy, what did you do this weekend? Um. Oh, uh, it's not really wrestling related. I made JB watch a bunch of Death Note with me. Yo, Death Note's so dumb. Yes. Okay. It's you know I'm gonna tie this into wrestling because that second episode they're basically just doing a wrestling promo on TV and it's just treated like the fans like people are watching and they're they're treating it like they're fans of their favorite wrestler cheering each other on. It's the dumbest bullshit ever. Everyone should watch Death Note. Wait, Marsh, did you watch the movie? The Netflix that movie's movie? So bad. That's bad. It's real bad. It's horrible. Yeah. I'm about to ask if you were. T- I'm about to double check if you're talking about the anime and not that shitty movie. But yes, yes, the anime. So I did a thing this weekend on Friday. Um, yep. I got out of work early. I uh, went and got an oil change in my car, and I wasn't feeling great. Jayhawk, you weren't feeling great. I was like, oh, my sinuses are acting up. But I took some cold medicine, and I was like, you know what? I got some uh, caffeine energy in me. I'm gonna drive down to New Kensington, PA. Uh, and check out 880 Wrestling because, you know, every fourth Friday, they got some 880 rocking. Uh, you know, we got our boy MV uh, and the whole crew was there. Derek Dillinger, Big Sam Holloway. Uh, members only wasn't there this time, but uh, I did get to see Shelby Wilder um, and a handful of other people. Uh, good, good show. I uh, can't wait for it to be up on YouTube for you guys to watch so we can review it um overall very positive experience the vibes were were pretty solid Uh, i wish i could have shared them with you guys instead of being there by myself uh again though shout out to toddy tondera who once i got up the balls to introduce myself to him because you know it's super weird to be like hey i'm so and so from this podcast uh but once i did that uh and he introduced me to a bunch of the other wrestlers and i got to bullshit with them he made sure, you know, he got me a bottle of water to drink, uh, checked on me throughout the night, make sure I was having fun. 
So shout oh, that's out awesome. Yeah, shout out to Toddy. Uh, we're definitely going to want to have him on uh, and talk with him because I know he podcasts. So I think that'd be super cool to, to talk about his experiences. Uh, and like his like day job is like uh, he's kind of like our buddy, uh, Brian, who uh, does uh, some, you know, thrift store. And so I think that'd be pretty cool. Nice. That's, that's uh, you know, I think that'd be pretty cool to talk uh, with him about that. Uh, but yeah, overall, 880 was a lot of fun. Um, definitely recommends if you are uh, down around uh, Pittsburgh or New Kensington and that whole area, go check them out. Uh, every fourth Friday uh, of every month, they do a $10 show. Every Thursday, they do a free show. Um, it's Your pictures blast. were great, by the way. They were like surreal seeing what we saw on YouTube. And then you're yeah, there like yeah. in the same spot that they're filming. That was Dude, dope. It's so wild. Like being like they had bands playing. And like, obviously it's loud in there. So I stood there and listened to like the first one, the second one, when they were from Cleveland, they were actually pretty decent. And I walked outside and it's like just wrestlers and fans and people just bullshitting on the sidewalk, just chilling. Uh, you know, you have your, your different smells of different, uh, illicit drugs being smoked on the sidewalk. Uh, it's a good time. You know, everybody's just real chill, real nice. People are doing photos. Uh, it's super sweet. Uh, highly recommend. Like I said, next time I'm bringing the whole crew, uh, cause you know, obviously they they did ask where everybody was. So, uh, but I think, you know, maybe next month, maybe July, for sure. July, we are all going down, um, for their big show, um, which I think isn't going to be at that place. It's going to be in a park. Uh, and if it's the same place he took pictures of earlier, it's going to be a beautiful place to have a wrestling show. Uh, so I can't wait to see those vibes uh and get you know photos and stuff there when that happens so yeah that was a really fun experience i didn't get home until about one o'clock in the morning and i can't wait for my 30 dollar uh pass uh for using the pa turnpike to come in the mail <laughs> and pay that 30 dollar fee for you know the whole five minutes i was on it on my way there and then the whole most of the time back to the ohio border that i was on it uh just because I want to get home and and not take two hours to get home, so. But but all that money clearly goes to those beautiful and so oh, easy geez. to drive on roads that are not that Ugh. do not cause damage to your car at all. Ugh. Yeah, when I went to New Jersey for the Cooper Eight last year, I literally made it a point not to take the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Like I will take the extra hour and a half to get to get home. I don't care. Yeah, I just. I was really tired and I was driving by myself and I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I might as well just eat the $22 fee I'm going to get from it. But the $7 on the way there plus the 22 on the way back is going to come back it's to haunt so, me soon like, enough. That's so wild. Like the one way back is like 22. Well, that's because I took it all the way from like Cranberry all the way to the Ohio line. If I would have taken it there too, it would be like $44. Uh, but I only, but I like took this other way. And then I only had to jump on it for a little bit uh, to save like 40 minutes because <laughs> it's just I, I, how the roads are. Shit just doesn't connect like it should. It's so stupid. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, uh, by the way, I forgot something from Shadow Wrestling. Yeah, MSP was there and they saved the day for me because I love MSP. Their music was awesome. And MSP is a great tag team. So okay. I forgot to say that. And I hope if they ever do listen msp rules and they save that show because they're they're they have such a contagious personality i, I like them a lot so speaking of like I, I know how i mentioned earlier about the spider-man fan attacking wrestlers uh <laughs> there was a fan that attacked Derek dillinger during his match at 880 wrestling 
Uh, he tried to trip him up in the ropes and then like smacked his leg while he was filming with his camera. Like Derek was like trying to like sell this spot and the guy like got yelled at. He ran back into the crowd and was standing there. And then Brohemoth came like took time from Brohemoth to get from up top down to the level. But once he got came through, he barreled this dude out the fucking door and kicked him <laughs> out. And uh, yeah. let me tell you, Brohemoth, awesome fucking guy. Yeah. Would not want that man to be angry uh chasing me uh out a door because i attacked a wrestler because holy what shit the- uh, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've worked a number of shoka brohemoth i love that dude so and it's really funny because you know like you hear everybody oh i'd have done this i'd have done that we were all in so sh- like shock like even sam didn't do anything and he was at ringside we all just kind of looked like what the fuck is this idiot doing and i was like oh derek's gonna hurt this guy but derek was like <laughs> trying to do his thing in the ring and then the guy just like backed off into the crowd and i'm like He's going to get away with this. And then Brohemoth passed me and I'm like, oh, no, he's not. uh, (laughs) He got chased out the door. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my weekend. Um, Let's get to the big announcement um, and then we will uh, go over what's coming up this weekend and get our guest on because he just hit me up saying he's waiting. So, all right. So I promised a huge announcement, uh, just like Tony Khan does every week. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I have a huge announcement for everyone. Uh, the huge announcement is that uh, Wrestling Cheers has graciously stepped aside and will no longer be doing reviews. Uh, they are open to anyone to cover, but specifically, we will now be doing uh, AIW re- uh, show reviews. So uh, expect those uh, the week after uh, the show's air. So that's going to be a thing. Um that that was but, the whole big announcement. I, I don't know. I thought that was a pretty big announcement, guys. Josh, no, but, what do you think? No, I don't. I that that doesn't look. We knew that was coming, so let's do the real announcement. Since most of the time, everyone wants to hear me talk. The uh, <laughs> the real announcement is we are going to be launching a Patreon. Backslash IW guy. And we are going to be setting up the tiers. Uh, we're going to be uh, providing tons of content. Um, all four of us are going to be uh, adding our own little flavor to the to the Patreon, to, to special content, all those things. Um, so keep an eye out. Uh, by the time this drops, you'll be getting some notifications. Probably on Twitter, we'll be, we'll be posting it up. But we are dropping a Patreon. Take a look. Uh, listen to us. If you if you enjoy what you hear, we're going to be giving you a lot more of different content, different stuff, some free stuff to the Patreon tiers. Pay attention and uh, and keep an eye out because we are uh, moving into the next phase of IW Guide. In the so, work of Kermit the Frog. Yay! So I can tell you right now, uh, just on what Marcy has come up with, there will be Marcy's Arcade interviews. There will be uh, Quickies with Marcy, which are video uh, Quickie interviews. So those all exist. We have that content already done, and those will be starting to go out uh, as of this date. So there should be probably one or two of those things already out. The I will say that the uh, Arcade with Marcy won't be this week, but we will have a Quickie with Marcy out this week. And then everything else will just uh, flow after that. I know Jayhawk's going to get into some territory stuff with uh, the old Cleveland territories. I know Jay Gold's got some ideas. I got some ideas uh, with some interviews lined up. So there will be exclusive interviews. There's going to be exclusive content of us goofing around at shows, which there's already some of that up. 
Um, Who knows? You may even get some exclusive stand content that uh, you may not get anywhere else. We'll see. Yes. We'll see what we can do for you. Maybe we'll get Stan in to do an interview with us or something. Who knows what could happen? Maybe we get Stan to do a meet and greet. <laughs> it's possible. You know, there was Listen, there was other meet yeah. and greets that could have totally happened that never happened. And uh, maybe we could get a Stan meet and greet. Maybe we'll be the ones to do that. You never know. Uh, I also know that uh, our friend Dalton from If You Catch My Grift uh, is going to uh, join us on a Patreon episode for some drunk wrestling talk, uh, watching like some XWF. So that's going to happen. We have all kinds of great stuff planned. Um, and I definitely think that uh, the the tiers for all this stuff is very fair. Uh, nothing's over $10. I think that's our max limit. So there's like three, five and 10. Yeah. Uh, and and even if you do like the five, there's plenty of stuff you get with the five. Uh, the 10 is just, you know, for those that really want to, you know, get the shout outs, get the extra stuff. Uh, there'll be some extra stuff there. But uh, yeah, check it out if you if you want. You know, we 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 are all about it, you know, and, and I think it's time for us to go into that next level and 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 really provide more stuff for everybody and, and make it a very um, a very listener friendly, you know, kind of atmosphere. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so, got the seventy-five dollar tier with Jay Gold feet pick. We're not doing that anymore. I'll uh, give you feet picks if you want them. I don't even. You don't have to pay me for that. There, 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 there will be. I'm sure there will be tramp stamp uh, photos in the private Discord that now exists. So, or or when you see me in July at Absolution, you can just ask. You know? Yeah, <laughs> show you. Not and a, you can I'm take photos with it. We can take photos right. with it, and you can and we'll post them online for you. There you go. I'll even shave my back for you so you can <laughs> see them. You know. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to what's on because our guest is waiting. What's on, what's on this weekend? weekend? Okay, we got quite a bit, quite a bit on fight this week. I'm going to hit a couple of the of the high point here, but there's a lot. Jayhawk doing uh, his job. Yep. Echo. There is a uh event on Fight Plus from Australia, Renegade correctly for getting the brewery brewery brawl on June the second, five AM Eastern time start with the time difference. That's like a seven PM start in Australia. So if you want to check out correctly from down under, you got that opportunity there. Uh there are a couple of GKW shows this week. They got the uh Terminator Revival coming up this weekend. You can go ahead and catch that. That's on Saturday, June 3rd at 5 p.m. Black Label Pro had their fancy wrestling event this week. That's also Saturday at 5 p.m. Or Roderick and Billy Stark in the main event. Mio Yamashita on, on that card. Kevin Coogan, people, Mike Bailey on that card. That should be fun. Oh, Ohio Valley Wrestling got their damage control special event on Saturday. International Wrestling Cartel have Plumber Slam. They can play Saturday on June 3rd at 7 o'clock. And that's the big blow-off match. It's going to be... Cole Carter and Jock Kemp can title their career on the main big magic on that card. So there's a lot more. We're not going to get into it here. We're already running long, but Marcy, what do you got on IWTV? All right. Over on the IWTV Thursday, as always at 8 PM, this is wrestling open Saturday, June 3rd at 6 AM Eastern time, Newcastle pro one Oh two on Saturday, June 3rd, uh, at 7 p.m. Central Time, PDAF presents Livewire 24 Rotan Archie. On Saturday as well at 7.30 Pacific Time, DOA presents Schools Out. And then with a premiere on 
Sunday, June 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, it's New Fear City presents 100 Deaths, featuring Cast Noah Valentine versus Kit Osborne, MV Young versus Gabriel, Gabriel Sky, and I just I had to pick this card because I just love to say this name, Rob Shit versus Dominic DeNaro. <laughs> so it's 100 Deaths? Yes. It should have just been 100 Gex. It would have made more sense. Anyway, I guess uh, we should get to our interview because uh, he just joined us. Yeah. Uh, while we were doing that. Uh, so I guess I'll try to do this intro. He is our graphic design artist. Uh, he does art for probably all your favorite wrestlers. Uh, it is uh, JCP Jacob Paul. How's it going, man? How are you? How's everybody doing tonight? Yes. JCP <laughs> designs the official graphic designer of IW Guide. Yes, I love I love looking at the uh, video that of everybody because I think like everybody here has at least one thing on their wall that I designed. You got two there. Uh, I have the like Night of Injustice, here. the Derek Dillinger backyard yeah. backyard wrestling themed one that we did for uh, him and Matt Cross. That's correct. Uh, Plus just... the multitude of shirts that I have, and I'm waiting <laughs> on my uh, Love Is Love shirt. It's coming tomorrow. I was going to wear it tonight when I saw you, but. I didn't get a chance to, to get it in the mail well, yet. Well, thank you for picking that up anyway. Um, Hell yeah. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, I've been bugging Derek uh, to do that. That enjoy one that I uh, I talked to you about the other day because uh, I really want that signed and it's going to replace my Night of Injustice. So uh, what? I, like it. I like it. It is. And I got every I'm the only person that has everybody that signed it. I have Fonzie, Justice, Derek and Ziggy signed this. Nobody else has that but me. But it's going to get retired. It's going to get swapped out because I like the one with Derek and Ziggy as the enjoy tag champs. I really like that design. And uh, I've been bugging Derek for that for like three months now. So eventually, I'm sure he'll do that. So who wants to go first and ask him all kinds of questions? <laughs> well, I thought you you want to go first or who I can wants go to first. Go? I'd go love ahead. to go first. Take it. Take so, it. So, you know, my favorite uh, thing to start off with is uh, what's the worst wrestling name you've ever heard? Oh, wow. Like I uh, had to prepare myself for that because um, I wanted to find a good one. And I found a uh, an indie wrestler out of Kentucky on an old uh, poster that I found and his manager that I think both fit the bill. Um, There is this man who went by the name of the big rig Jake Brake. Uh, And his manager is Lemon Juice McGee. <laughs> McGee. Holy shit. Uh yeah, and um I found a couple good ones before that, but that 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 topped everything tonight. And I don't understand how those two men came together to create that team. <laughs> I would love to know the backstory of Lemon Juice McGee. It was, it was for sure like an online vote. And it just got it just beat out wrestling McRussell face, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so uh let's see pull up these notes here uh what's your uh pre-show ritual what's it like when you know you're getting ready to to do some art what's your ritual like before you sit down to do some art oh man uh usually what i i just jump right into it more often than not um i kind of uh when i do if i'm doing like an illustration or anything like that usually i'm kind of carving it out the best i can i'm i'm really sketchy with my initial pencil work um so basically i kind of like i try to plan things out the best i can but a lot of times it 
you just kind of have to go with it. So like, I'll get some really rough like pencils that I'll I'll that look like absolutely nothing, and I just scratch away until it ends up forming into something I actually like, and then I have to do a lot of digital cleanup. But I always like to do a lot of pen and ink work first, like traditional on a piece of board uh, before I design anything like that. Uh, if I'm doing something like a Photoshop, like any of the uh, Derek Dillinger posters, um, usually with with him, uh, obviously it fits the character and the persona of the director. So um, we usually will like throw around movie posters that we like um, from all different regions and eras of film, and we'll kind of like just. I don't know, pick them apart and see what kind of elements work best. And I'll try to make something very, very few times. We'll do like a straight parody, but most of the time we kind of use that for inspiration to, to build something from there. I'm very jealous because like, I can see what I like. I can, I can envision stuff, but I have absolutely zero talent to the point of like, if I tried to draw it, it would be less than recognizable for what it, what it needs to <laughs> like it, but i just i can envision it so well and i love the fact that when i give you an idea like nine times out of ten you hit it exactly what i was thinking so you don't have to do very much like i don't have very many notes to go back to you like it's been very rare that i have yeah um and it's like it's such a talent to be able to do that because like i just i there's no way in my mind that i could ever like even if i practiced day and night for years i don't think i could get like one eighth of as good as what you do and it's like i i'm very like jealous of that because it's like such a thing that would help immensely uh with all the crazy stuff i come up with in my head throughout the day um and it just i just have to wait and get a get a hold of you to to make it reality so well, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of time. I mean, I'm I'm 42. I've been drawing since I was like, you know, seven years old. I did a lot of extraneous art courses and stuff growing up. Like I just studied it. I was I sucked at fucking youth sports. So um, I just <laughs> tried to find something that I was good at and that that ended up being my thing. So um, it, I've been taking art courses outside of school. I've been studying graphic design in, in high school and college, and I've just kept up with it for so long. Um, I'm always trying to learn new things um, because there's the technology is always changing. The trends are always changing. So I kind of have to always try to experiment um, and try to keep up with what people are looking for. And it's, it's not always easy, but I, I appreciate hearing that from you. It's, Makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question real quick, Butters? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to. I want to kind of get into that that you just mentioned. So um, you are from and out. So I never knew you until I, I started looking. Derek got me into your stuff, and I started watch like looking at your Twitter and and seeing. So now I think I can pick out. So your Mad Balls design, I can pick out your design. I know exactly yeah. what you know. I am very comfortable with your art style. I know exactly what's going on. Give us some background on your wrestling, your history. Give us some background on how you went from, because you have a shoot job. Yeah. You're a graphic designer. You do your thing. Where did you turn left, right, wherever you turned? How did you get into design with wrestlers? And do you have a history? Who got you into wrestling? 
did you start with WWE in like the 80s, let's say? Because you and I are close in age. Yeah. I'm a little bit older than you, which is scary as fuck because I am turning 45 <laughs> on Saturday. But tell me about and tell us, where did it go? How did you get into wrestling? And how did you end up with this side area? Because I know you work, you do your own job. Yeah. How did you get to where you are now as far as in the wrestling world? Because everyone knows you. You are all over Twitter. Your designs are top class. How did you get there? All right. Yeah. Uh, I Like you said, it's 80s. I started in the 80s um, with um, oh, my my dad used to be an electrician. He had a lot of friends who worked in the cable industry. So back then you could get the black boxes that you could steal cable with. And yeah, Hell that's, yeah. that's how I got into it because uh, they used to tape WrestleManias for his friends for that. Um, so, and you're I, upstate. You're like you're like New Hampshire, right? Yeah, I live in New Hampshire. I grew up in Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, so for a while there, that's what we he he did. So I watched the pay per views through that. Um, and I loved uh, my favorite was Macho Man when I was growing up, Randy Savage. Um, and I kind of kept up with it a little bit here and there, but um, I think I've dropped off for a little bit in the late. 80s and picked it back up again in the early 90s around um the, the, i know the new generation era wwe is like considered kind of terrible but i loved it as a kid anyway it's awesome it was a kid. nothing was terrible oh. in the 90s it's a 90s rule <laughs> so you know i kind of that was around the point where i really started getting into it and wanting to draw more like wrestling site type things so i used to do I had like a um, like a big poster that I made of myself, uh, made by myself with like colored pencil and like markers, and uh, of I think Mister Perfect was on the commentary team that time. So I like I drew this big poster of like Mister Perfect at like his desk, and like I drew all the wrestlers who were active at the time uh, in the background, like Luna Vachon and Bam Bam Bigelow and the Undertaker and everybody, and it's just kind of stuck with me from then um so uh i think like and during the attitude era was when people started to be like when actual wrestlers started to be online more often yeah. than not. and i used to send anybody that like i could find an email to i would send like a scan of like a piece of fan art that i drew uh never heard back from anybody but it was worth a shot yeah, uh, I think like the Hardy Boys had a website at the time. Like it was a big deal because they were kind of starting to blow up, and like I was sending fan art of Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy to them. Uh, like I said, never hearing anything back. But um... fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, as for like why I actually started to do more designs for like the independent space, and I mean I've had a few now for AEW and Impact. Um, it was actually just a few years ago I started really doing it because I've tried a few different other ventures. Um, I tried to do comics for a while that didn't work out. Um, I tried to do a few different other fields of design and like it just really wasn't happening back then. Um, I did end up uh, eventually landing a full-time graphic design job, but um, that's not really creatively fulfilling or really fun to do necessarily. So um, a friend of mine that I always watch wrestling with was just like, I don't understand why you're not trying to draw t-shirts and like promos for like wrestlers, because you watch it, you know it, you can draw it. 
and I was just kind of like, well, why the fuck did I think of that? Like, <laughs> like seriously, like why it took somebody else to tell me like, Hey, you're being an idiot. This is the, if you want to do something fun and you want to get your art out there beyond like, you know, your day job, like that's a good way to do it. And I was just like, well, shit, I'll try that. And I think the, um, I tried a few independent, uh, companies that I had some mutual friends who worked for out in the West coast. Not a ton came from that, but that did end up landing me. Um, it was actually outlander Zicky dice was the first name that I actually did. Uh, so no shit. Nice. Um, I, and I did, uh, a shirt for him and I did, Actually, the first logo he did for the uh, his Outlandish Paradise uh, shows that he does, um, and that was kind of the thing that got me, I think, noticed more um, because you know he was starting to kind of get big on Twitch, um, and he was one of the people who was kind of a standout on NWA at that when NWA was still like somewhat watchable, um, and then it just um, kind of went from there. Um, I did some work for, um, did a lot of work for uh, Janai Kai, um, which kind of got a little bit more attention. And um, uh, from there, I think it was um, actually when researching her for some work, I ended up finding her match with Ziggy Heim. And uh, a friend of mine knew that she was looking for work too. So like, I was just like, yeah, just put my name out there. And I think through her, I found Derek, and then it just kind of been spiraling there. Uh, I mean, that's that's a hell of a start to go from Zicky Dice to now. You know, you are uh, you are one of the names that everybody thinks of when it comes to you know independent wrestling gear and and merch. You know, and your design, your work is so uh, recognizable now uh, on the scene that any shirt or like Derek poster or things like that. We know it's it's JCP. As soon as we, you know, we see it go up, you can tell your style, and I think that is a testament to what you've accomplished. Because now, even fans like me, you know, and and us here on the show, we know what we're going to be asking, and we know the style, and we know what we're going to get. It, you know, you have a different, you have your own life outside of wrestling, but to yeah. be that, you know, that level, I, what do wrestlers say to you when they come to you and say? Um, I need a design, you know, are you the, are you the one that, do they approach you or now at this point in your career, or are you still trying to send out those feelers? Um, I get approached a lot, uh, at this point. I mean, um, I know I approached you too. So like, I, but honestly, it's like, that's, that's usually for a while there, it was, um, I would do a lot of fan art to just put out there to get noticed, um, which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Um, I did a piece, a uh, fan art of um, Kenny Omega based off of like the Sonic the Hedgehog title screen. And he shared that and that blew up like everything that I had, uh, like every social media account, like my phone didn't stop going off for like a month or two. Like, <laughs> um, so uh, that got a lot of attention. And then a lot of people came to me for that. Um, and uh, Derek gets me a ton of work. Uh, because Derek like tells everybody about me at this point, which Derek I, fucking rules. He, he helps us out Derek. here, and he yeah, he promotes your stuff. Derek's my man. Like yeah. I, I, I love Derek so much, uh, and I tell him that all the time. So like he just um, 
he's always telling people to come my way. Um, so a lot of times I can't keep up. Sometimes I have to, I, I, I hate, I am at a point where I have to ter- start turning people down, which kind of sucks. Cause I love helping everybody out the best I can. But uh, yeah, he's um, at this point, I don't really need to ask like um, who's, who's your favorite re- independent wrestling company right now on the, who do you watch? What do you, what, uh, and up there in New Hampshire, cause we need to get you down to Cleveland or to, pittsburgh with us so tell us who, who do you watch right now what's your thing i watch enjoy mostly um there's not a lot of indie wrestling up this way unfortunately yeah, yeah. um we have a couple company couple companies that make really small companies that i don't even recall the name of they're just so small and um they don't run i don't really get too much indie wrestling up this way um I we gotta get you a down. fight TV subscription. You gotta get on yeah. AIW. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I did. We need you. I watch we need fight. you on AIW. I watch, I watch fight. I watch uh, IWTV. I try to keep up with everything here and there, but I enjoy wrestling is the one I watch the most and keep up with the most. Um, I sponsor a lot of their shows just because I feel like what they're doing is feels like to me head and shoulders above the, like what a lot of other indies are capable of doing right now um just in from sort of production and their graphic design their visual design the way they shoot their shows the talent that they use i mean at this point like i've worked with half the roster um and i just feel like their shows are just they they look great they shoot in great venues, and I would love to go to one of those someday. But it's literally like ten hours out from where I am, so, so fuck I have, to, I have to suck it up. New and... York, and you and I will go together. We'll drive out east. We'll drive out west, and we'll go do it. But what do you do? Do you watch? Do you, now you said you worked for AEW. Some guys, you did some work there. Yeah. Do you watch the uh, TV TV wrestling? Do you do the AEW? I follow, the WWE? A, I follow AEW on for TV wrestling, and that's about it. I um I stopped watching wwe once AEW became a thing it's just wwe hasn't been my thing in a long time so um i try to keep up with obviously aiw since i do so much work with them um i follow um i do a lot of work with the folks at wrestlers lab and mv's venue the uh, 880 group um so i kind of kind of keep up on what they're all doing um just so i'm you know i'm knowing basically knowing my customers at that point uh so we're just like the best podcast for you then right because we talk about all those people so you've heard all the names before yeah exactly i mean i mean you know you you do the 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 pittsburgh the the um ohio area i mean Mm -hmm. how did that become like your niche like how did you do you have you have you branched further uh, west or are you just like up you're so far up there i mean i'm in i mean i'm in new york you're you're yeah. even you're even far from me like i even go no i'm not going up there like yeah you know <laughs> fuck it but like what do you do up there like what what's up there like what do you what's the vibe like as far as indie wrestling and and wrestling in general do you feel like there's a that those people up there are just as starved for it as like another area or are you like i think they are yeah do you have I, people you watch with do you hang out like do you do like oh, yeah. watch parties yeah i i have a i have uh my best friend that i go to every week we watch uh we watch AEW usually i have a couple friends that i watch um uh that we get together with on zoom or discord um out in the massachusetts area who go to all the beyond shows um to kind of watch some of those things on streaming um 
but like i feel like new hampshire is is super starved for wrestling i feel like there's so little of it up here um and i feel like i don't know what drives that i don't know if it's like an athletic commission thing or what um but i feel like we're a, a void that doesn't have it um and you know i if i want to work in it i have to reach out beyond my area yeah. Um, so, and I, I don't even, I'm not just limited to the Pittsburgh and uh, Ohio area. I've worked with people from down in the Virginia area. I've worked with West Coast folks. Um, I'll work with, I mean, anybody. It's just, I feel like the reason why I work with that group so much is that, you know, they're the ones who really evangelize my work more than anybody to their, you know, to the other people in the locker room or to anybody who's, they know who's might have, hasn't had a new shirt in a while and or like they really need a logo updated it's it's that whole group out there like derek just in particular is always always putting me over to his friends and the his people he works with so it really like without him i don't think it would have been as much in that area but i'm perfectly fine with it there's so much great talent out there it's one of those things where like they know that they need if they need something like that there's once you find somebody that does the consistently quality work, you're going to get like all those people because like Derek told us about you and introduced us in a group chat on Twitter uh, for us to find you and uh, to work on stuff when I wanted to do a design with him and, and you know, of that, uh, the maniac shirt. And then once I saw what you're able to do and you know, you're reasonably priced for what you do, and I was like, okay, well, I want to do, you know, designs for the podcast. I'm going to go to you because I've had other people do stuff and I've done stuff like through Fiverr to get stuff done. And it's just easier to have somebody that I know will consistently be quality. Oh, yeah. I don't have to worry about like, am I ever going to get this? It's going to be done. It's going to be worthwhile. And then I'm going to have like, it'll be emailed to me with like whatever I need. So Plus Thank you're you. on I mean, Twitter, I, you're in that group, like you're in yeah. that, that social group with us. So like we talk every day, we see a lot of the same stuff. We, yeah. we have a lot of those same like friendships and stuff. So it's very much like just being a part of this group. And then like anybody needs anything that's, it's obviously you're like, you know, we, we mentioned it on the show. You're our graphic designer. That's who we recommend. Uh, and now I hope that brings like as much business as possible to you. Like that's our main goal is to like, oh, it does. It make does. sure I all, all our people, so much. all our people are eating at the table. So, I mean, that's, I appreciate yeah. it so much because it, it really is. And, um, you know, a lot of it is um, a lot of artists, I think, struggle with building relationships. They can do actually the artwork, no problem, but they struggle with actually providing, you know, a good customer service experience, which, which, you know, is a big part of it. Uh, And actually, you know, talking to people and building a rapport is actually super important to being a successful graphic designer artist who works with clients. That's, it's just the reality of it. The only other one that I've ever like really spoken to a bunch and like had really good conversations with is of the dead. Oh and, yeah, yeah, uh, he's great. And he is so far booked out for anything. Like I've always wanted to get something from him, but I'm like, I don't even know what it would be at this point. Because if I need something, I literally just go to you. But like I like his designs on certain stuff. But it's oh, just... he's he's a brilliant designer and he's worked with everybody too. He's yeah. worked with even I don't know, he's worked <laughs> with like pretty much every name you could think of at this yep. point. 
Um, so I, 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 if I'm not free, he's somebody I try to direct people to pretty regularly. So, oh, that's good uh, that you guys have a, a network of of artists that you can all kind of stay in the same world together, which is good. And like I know, like I've seen uh, artists always talk about too, like you know, we'll pay you an exposure kind of thing, and like how that's mm-hmm. like such a weird thing. And yeah. uh, as we joked last week, that's what Jay Hawk likes to do uh, with his <laughs> artists. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jay Hawk, I'm past that point. I don't. I, I got too much exposure at this point. I did be a little less exposed uh, every now and then. <laughs> I know, no, no, get that. Get that money. I ain't going to stop you for that. Uh, <laughs> but no, like uh, it's just yeah. So I, I always try to like if I have like an, I have ideas, and it's just like well, if I don't have the uh the money for those ideas i don't bother somebody with them until i can make sure that you get paid so like that's that's how i try to be with anything like we've had some ideas on the back burner now for a while and uh we we just announced uh before you got on we're gonna finally launch our patreon so perfect i'm I'm hoping that that will lead to uh additional uh logo money that we can then (laughs) get more logos made because marcy has a bunch of stuff that we're gonna need logos for so oh okay uh so oh, yeah but uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually we'll get there for that but like it's uh it's one of those things like i want people to understand that like when you have an artist like this you you the 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 whole like you know oh, i'm not gonna pay anything for this no like you pay your artists like i'm happily happy to pay whatever dcp asked for because if you see our art like our stuff looks professional like other than like the the things i put out weekly with the wrestlers <laughs> logos on them you can that's my level because i'm using like paint 3d for that shit because like i'm i have like basic like be able to do basic shit like that yeah uh but like then you came out with your own like special logo for the week and i'm like i really just need to have you just do our logos every month <laughs> like let's just come up with a budget uh that we can just pay you monthly and you can do like five logos a month for us because my god uh you just blew everything away with yours so <laughs> my bathroom what- photo i took it i snuck at work using the one i made we're just gonna use his <laughs> i give up talk mars what do you got before i start asking my question i, just, I love the whole i'll pay you an exposure thing but in my head i'm like that's great. My rent, 1100 exposure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure my, my landlord would, uh, if I ha- if I had a landlord anymore, but I'm sure they would love it if I went over with them like, like a check that just said, like, <laughs> you know, this is my exposure for the month. This is many how many views I got on social media. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, look at all these views I got. Like, uh, any day now, the money will roll in uh, to back that up. I got 10,000 likes on this picture. <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't have to pay rent the rest of the year <laughs> you, you, we joke about that but there are a lot of people that I honestly do believe i have so many people on instagram i should get yeah. everything for free and it don't work like that people no it really doesn't and you know every now and then, i've i've got a you know sometimes i like to surprise people with something free every now and then just because i want to make something and i'll and i'll make it and send it their way if they want to use it they can use it um I did something like that actually with Billy Starks recently where I just wanted, I had an idea, wanted to draw it. And I was just like, I'm not going to press a high school kid for money for something that I made up on my own. I was just like, here, here you go. Have fun. Like, if you want to use it, go ahead. It's a sticker now on our shop, whatever. But in general, it's a lot of young artists fall for that and they 
my advice is don't <laughs> like if you want to make something on your own for fun do it all you want but if you're gonna try to be professional you gotta have to set that boundary at that point that like no it's it's time it's effort it's it can be very mentally draining the time that you take to put something down on paper and exposure is not worth that sometimes so yeah Okay, now I will ask, you did talk about really not a lot of independent wrestling up in your area. No. Where did you first discover independent wrestling? That's really kind of always been the case. Like, it's never been like a hotbed. Yeah, um, I think um, I stumbled across uh, ECW primarily um, back in the day uh, when they were airing, because they aired uh, every Saturday night at one o'clock in the morning on univision which is the spanish only channel they just like bought time out there um and that's how i first discovered something outside of the wwf bumble bubble at that time um and that also kind of coincided with early internet so i just kind of wonder like what else is out there like this um so i would just kind of research it from that and you know, just read about what happened. Cause that was the only way that I had to see any of it. Um, and just kind of imagine what it was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but, um, as kind of the, uh, social media just kind of became more, uh, available and more independent wrestlers started relying on it for promoting their works and promoting their matches. Um, it just kind of, I just, I go deep dive sometimes. I just, you know, I have like a list that I've created on Twitter of just promotions and talent. And it's got thousands, over a thousand people on it at this point. And I just kind of every now and then I'll just go through it and just see who's who, who's interesting, where are they working? Where can I watch this? And I just, uh, I, I'll check out different things from there. I mean, I've been like a, we talked about earlier i've been a wrestling fan since i was a little kid so uh if it's wrestling i'm interested in at least checking it out once um if i don't like it i don't stick around but at this point there's so many options that i can find all sorts of things that catch my interest um i also did um a lot of uh importing tapes from japan when i was a teenager too um because you could just buy uh people's tapes of fmw death matches and all that stuff so um i just experimented with everything at that point anything that any way i could get my hands on something i would i would i'd check it out at least once now is there a favorite piece that you've worked on was that a really favorite, out for you a favorite piece that i've worked on um i actually did one for diana parazzo um last year um uh, that is available on her impact uh shop uh, that is, um, she came to me for a uh, logo initially to do a um, Art Deco style, like 1930s style logo. Uh, so I was researching a lot of that and a lot of her work uh, that she's had done previously. And I was just like, well, you kind of have a lot of those. A thing that like I really note, I talked to her about it and I say the things that I notice when I look at Art Deco stuff is that there's a very particular type of statue design that they use. And I was like, how would you be open 
to like doing something like that instead. Like I'll make a statue, like an art deco style statue of you for it. And she was open to the idea. Um, and it's very different from anything else that I've drawn. Um, but whenever like it gets retweeted or shared online, people usually, um, it gets a very positive reaction every time she sees it. And it's just, um, a lot of it was kind of based off of a lot of people compare it to the movie Metropolis, um, from I think 1930, 1920 or something that was made. Um, and it's just, it's a copper statue of Diana and it just, I love it every time I see it. And, uh, I feel like it represents to me, like pushing myself into a direction that I haven't done and succeeding at it. And I kind of use that to, as encouragement to keep trying more things like that, to keep trying more experimental stuff and kind of pushing people a little bit out of their comfort zones and coming up with something cooler than what we both originally thought of. That's the one right there. The, uh, yes. Okay. That's that a cool it. one. I like that a lot. Yeah. Thank you very much for confirming that on an audio podcast, Jay Gold. We appreciate it. We will share it uh, on the uh, on our Twitter. You know, yeah. you got me, Jay. Yes, you got me. I yeah, She was somebody that I was like, I would be cool <laughs> to work with her at some point. And then when she messaged and she came to me, actually, a bunch of people tagged me in it and were like, hey, you should work with him. And she came to me about it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm at the point where, like, somebody who you know main evented dynamite before like came to me to be like hey i want you to design a shirt i'm like this is cool like i like this i like what is happening to me yeah right now. Who, who's, who's, who's had you starstruck <laughs> who's had you starstruck when you got uh got a dm from them oh man um i can't actually say that because it's not actually done Ooh. okay all right we'll um we'll See, we won't um, tell Roman. We won't tell Roman that you're it's, signing it's, big it's, it's an independent name. It's an independent. <laughs> All right. Not anybody in the thing. Um, I did. The other one would probably be Nyla Rose came to me for uh, just a personal commission. Right and then on. later on, we did a shirt, which was based on a cereal, like the monster cereal boxes, which I've worked on before, like in my day job. So I was just like, I need to do this for you. So that that's another one that I felt really um, excited about doing. But yeah, I do have somebody that I'm working with. I'm hoping to hear back from soon, and we can kind of I can show that off soon. Right, I got one, yep. I got I got one more here before I pack off the marketing. Sure. What is one thing about graphic design that you have that you have a strong opinion of that everybody else seems to disagree with you on? Oh, hmm. That's a tough one. It's like you got a hot take, a graphic design. Oh hot man, take. I try to be like, I try to not be super judgmental about people's work. Um, but um, oh god, you got me stuck here. You got me a little stumped. Oh man, this isn't live, right? So I could take a minute to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you got to ask. Well, it's fine. That's uh, right. Trying to just look at some of the things I've written down here. Let me see. So something that something that um, I feel strongly about that people disagree with me on, right? Hmm. Hmm. And like like butter kind of like your graphic design hot take that people are gonna be like, what are you talking about? Um, I don't think it's a hot take necessarily. I think WWE has awful visual design, like yeah, mm-hmm. every level. <laughs> they used to have great 
And I think at some point they just stopped caring and like well, once you get involved with fanatic, because everything is gar- yeah. dog shit. And it's like, well, the thing that's even worse about it to me is that now, like, their whole set is screens, and it's all some of the worst graphics I've seen. And it's just, like, screens full of, like, really bad generic graphics that don't stand out. Um, I think AEW needs to have an entirely new graphic design team for their shirts. Um, Again, I don't think people are going to disagree with me on that, though. Because I feel like they have a lot of really bad shirts and they have a lot of great talent and a lot of great fan artists out there who are doing incredible art. And then you have some that are picking up on that and using some of that. Um, I know the artist who does all the best friend stuff, like he's does super fun character art and they've actually latched onto that and used that for all their logos design and uh, outfit design now. Um, But there's a lot of people who i know have better taste than the shirts that they're getting and the merch that they're getting and i feel bad for some of the people when i see some of the things that come out because i feel like they there's so many people who are willing to work with them who would make their work so much better and i just feel like every day they have a text only t-shirt with like the worst text (laughs) and the worst fonts or like they'll have just I don't know. Like, I feel like there's every one out of every 10 shirts is really great, really good. And it's like, it could be so much better than that. Yeah. (laughs) So Tony Khan listens to us. So, you know, Tony, uh, here's what's going to happen. You should work with me and I can give you a list of artists that you should work with because I think they would your entire art staff, hire JCP full time. Uh, burn that pwts to the ground that is shit tony khan i know you liked my kenny omega piece i saw it on instagram i looked at the <laughs> likes i saw your name there i know yep. you know who i am yep. <laughs> if you don't, even if you don't know my name you've seen my artwork you like it come on <laughs> yeah let's go let's go let's make this happen i like it Yep. Tony Khan can order an old internet an old message board guy. I mean, he he, he yeah, he can do stuff that got, uh, off the radar a little bit. Mars. Uh yeah. So uh, this isn't so much as a question. I just want to shout out something that you've done out. Uh, so the okay. most consistently complimented T-shirt I get is for that Waffle House King of Fighters shirt. I <laughs> yep. fucking adore that shirt so much. <laughs> well, thank you. I want to know why specifically you decided to use King of Fighters for that, because I feel like that's a little bit of a deep cut. Oh, um, I think everybody... Well, I'm a King of Fighters fan. I love SNK. Um, I love all their fighting games. Um, I do like Capcom, but I feel like um, they're just SNK with Samurai Showdown and everything like that. Uh, Fatal Fury. I just, I love all their stuff. So I was just like, I want to do this idea. I think it would be really funny. And I played enough King of Fighters that, like, I legit thought the picture of Waffle House looked more like an SNK background than a Castry Fighter background. It one, which is it why one million I did percent that. does. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. it's unique. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then to like go along, is there any other like favorite, like kind of like video game design stuff that you you've done? I know you mentioned the uh, Kenny Omega fan art you did that blew up. I have a uh, I have a shirt, uh, a couple shirts on my my personal shop that I have. It's jacobcpaul.com uh, slash shop. Um, one that I really liked was I did a um, old wrestling poster of 
based on Smash Brothers. So it's got wrestler versions of Bowser and Mario on it. Um, Mario, I just kind of immediately had the idea um, for just to kind of make him like this burly, like uh, whiskey nosed, uh, like old hairy Italian man. But like Bowser is actually the body model I did for it. I actually drew Brian Cage with like a Bowser mask on for it. <laughs> like so I based it off of his physical like shape because I thought it would just look funny. And I filled it with I filled all the text with it with as many like references to like Nintendo Pro Wrestling and a significant dates in Nintendo history on it. And I Personally, I'm a big fan of that one. Um, I also did a Street Fighter the Movie-based uh, shirt that is um, M. Bison with, the, uh, with like a drink, and it's designed from like a TGI Fridays logo, but it's TGI Tuesdays because anybody who's seen Street Fighter uh, the Movie knows yeah. the significance of Tuesdays. And it's not a huge seller of mine, but every now and then somebody buys it, and I'm like, I love you forever, like anybody who picks up that shirt. So... I, I haven't gone and looked at your shirts recently. I might have to redo that because I know you did a Muda Tajiri one, right? Yeah, I have that one. That one's I, coming for I me tomorrow. Gonna, and I, I like that one because I like them. And I was like, I always look like, especially after they got the King of Fighters one, I'm like, I really need to get some other shirts. Like, I, yeah, and I like the that you do stuff in different colors too because I have too many black shirts as it is. So I like oh, stuff yeah. with different colors. Yeah, so. I the try. Tiger Mask. I have the Tiger Mask fashion one, which is amazing. Yeah, I, I, um, I I tried to um, I try to make shirts and I like personally. I mean, I'm wearing a black shirt right now, but I prefer like to have options and I like having bright colored shirts for like. I feel like I don't want to wear a black shirt on a 90 degree day, and everybody does black shirts in wrestling. So sometimes like a good black shirt works, but I try to push beyond that. I try to push people do a color. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay to have like a blue shirt or like a red shirt or a pink shirt. It's okay. Yep. Colors are fine. Colors are acceptable. They're fun. They go with things. <laughs> For sure. Uh but yeah, I uh I I the Muda Tajiri one that I did is actually one of my more popular shirts too. Um it was I saw the gif that was going around for a while of Muda cleaning Tajiri like a cat. And I was just like, I need to make something out of that. <laughs> um, and I use uh, Fredless that handles a lot of my uh, my shirts uh, printing in uh, shipments. And they have a um, really good program where they do, you can set up your sales to go directly to a charity. Um, so for that one, I set it to be 100% um, donations to the Trevor Project. Um, because that's that personally is very important to me um and i feel like right now especially in today's america that's people need all the support they can get so i um any any purchase of that goes directly to the trevor project thank the fredless and their causes program i just want to i don't make a dime off of that but i want as many people who like that shirt to pick it up uh yes i'm looking at your uh tgi tuesday shirt now <laughs> Great, we're gonna have to get a whole bunch of shirts. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely getting that. That's... I don't get to update it as often as I would like, but that's because I'm always busy doing commissions for half the AAW and enjoy rosters, right? 
Nice. <laughs> uh, and then just to round it off with my questions, is there any dream collaborations you have that are not wrestling related? That are not wrestling related? Yeah. I would love to um oh I would love to do more bands at some point. Um I've done a lot of um work professionally. I've done a lot of just like tie in things for Marvel. I like and I would love to actually do something original for them at some point. Um, so, like, you know, do my own artwork on it rather than just doing graphic design using pre-existing art assets of theirs. I would love it to actually have my art on an official, like, Marvel product at some point because I grew up loving a lot of those characters. Um, I would also love to do something Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles related because that was I was obsessed with that when I was a kid. Um and, you know, Jacob, uh, there are four of us. We could figure out a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collab with IW Guy down the line. I called <laughs> yeah, Dibs I I called, I called on Mikey. Uh, Donatello is always my favorite. Nope, Donatello is always my favorite. I met I met Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird when I was real little because they are both from the same New Hampshire, Massachusetts area that I grew up in. So wait, wait, um, wait. can can I be Venus to Milo? Actually, yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle Marcy, don't drop off, Marcy. There are four of us. Turtles, four of us. Focus, turtles. But shell boobs. <laughs> <laughs> can you make a female Mikey? I guess. Uh, can, can we? Yeah. Can we... Yeah, we'll combine the two. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll do we'll gender bend Mikey. It'll be all right. It's yeah, all fiction. Yeah, you can make you can do whatever you want with it. Correct. Jared, you get to be Raph, so you get to be <laughs> you get to be the one that swears all the time. Says damn when he loses his sigh and <laughs> uh, oh, I, that I can blew look, my I can mind when that. I was like an eight year old when he said damn. I was like, I was there. Oh my god, he swore in the theaters. <laughs> yep. When they the first best. introduced Casey Jones, so good. I remember being in the theaters when they had Ilios Kutas and Casey Jones. Yep. And he starts talking shit to Rob, and I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so good. That movie holds up so well. I still watch it so a couple well. times. The, a year. the original so one is still great. Yes. Yeah, it's, still great. it's still so good. I was obsessed with Corey Feldman as Donatello. My whole, I'm like, how'd they get Corey Feldman? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the NECA Turtles figures, the only ones I collected was from the first film because that one was the best. They've done all oh, kinds yeah. of cool stuff with like, they got Kino coming out now, but the first one had all the best stuff like they did. And the best suits too, because it was yes. the Jim Henson Creature Shop. Yes. And it was like, yes. They didn't know, like they pulled out after the first one. They were like, this is too violent for us. We don't want to be associated with it anymore. But my, my but favorite those first suits were ever. so good. Yeah, Usagi Ojimbo will always be will always oh, be yeah. the, he, always he, he holds a place in my heart forever. He is my favorite, uh, and they never put him into the turtles. Even in 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 uh, Turtles in Time, they didn't give me Usagi Ojimbo. That's yeah, fucking I, bullshit. I, I remember reading the cross like the the comic that they did in like the original Mirage Run, where yep. like they did the crossover, and that got me to read Usagi Ojimbo books. Yeah, I amazing. don't have any of the original books. I got a couple of the collections all. now, but like. They're also good. So good. Yeah, I wish they uh I wish they would just they keep doing these turtles movies and like the cartoons or whatever that they want to do for kids, but like they need to do the suits, the live action with the suits. That that's the only way it works. Like the these CGI ones just don't work for me. The, like the Michael Bay, the two Michael no, Bay ones or whatever. I, just don't, like, like, the I was so excited that so there was ugly. gonna be Krang, and I was like, Oh, finally we'll get Krang, that'll be super cool. Like 
that could be cgi that's fine but like no the turtles have to be in the suits if they're not in the suits i'm 0.0 oh yeah all all i know is i ate ate an edible and i was sitting in the theater (laughs) for for that first michael bay one and the dialogue i couldn't believe the dialogue was happening i'm like there's no way that remember when they're like tumbling in that advertisement they're like all in that chair the four of them are across and Raphael's telling them how much he loves them and you know I wish I could tell I'm like there's no way I'm watching this right now I'm like I was in like another plan I'm like there's no way they spent time writing this that this was what I had to sit through that movie was dog shit the only way I saw either of those films was because I worked at Walmart at the time and we would do like TV displays and yeah. we put those on just so like people could see what they could do on the TV and I would catch bits and pieces, but I it never shit. was enough interest for me to actually sit and watch them. And like people have tried to get me to watch them multiple times. And I just, why? <laughs> Cause people have no, no one taste. Likes those movies. People have no taste. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met anyone that's like that movie. It's Cause though. people ruin everything. I say it all I don't the know. time. They I, literally I mean, ruin Justin everything. Summers is, is the one trying to get me to watch them because you know, and I'm just like, no, nah, well, I like the problem. first one. I like the first one. And I like <laughs> stick to Ghostbusters summers. God I, li- damn it. I like, <laughs> you know, that that specific era in the 80s there. I like that first Turtles. I like the, the, you know, Batman and Batman Returns. Turtles 2 was good, but it wasn't as good as the first one. They uh, rushed it. Well, they also didn't. They never used their weapons. Right. They, they took away them using their soul because it was too violent they, if they used, they their used weapons. salami. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they used salami. Yeah. Combat cold yeah. cuts, dude. That's, I remember that's when this. they started. That's when they started to kind of get to more to like what the cartoons were doing at that mm-hmm. point. And then the third one just falls off a cliff entirely. And like, we didn't even yeah, get completely. we didn't get Bebop and Rocksteady. We got Taka nope. and Razor. Like who the f- Toka, them? Toka and Razor. Care. Yeah. I don't care. That's not <laughs> who I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> What, what Mars, you good over there? Yeah, your I question? Said, I, yeah, I said that was my last question. Oh, okay. I just want <laughs> to make right. sure. No, we just started talking I've been about drinking, I've been drinking tequila all day. I, I can Memorial talk about day. this shit all night. So, yeah. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about SNK Ninja Turtles tonight. It's cool. Yes. So, before we get into our voicemails, I got to hit you with a wrestling sleaze question. Okay. Uh, I'm going to load this up real quick. Let me find it. <sighs> We're going to the wrestling leaglet allegedly started by Tony Khan on the DVD VR. Friend of the show, Tony today. Khan, who listens do, every week. I pick, uh, do number 420. Do the 420? weed one. Do the weed one. Is there a 421? There has to, I mean, no, just do the one that's literal number 420. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Just, I didn't do this. Go. Okay. Yeah, it goes that far. Okay. I, I, that's one of the last one. I think more like 423 or 425 or something. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Number 420, Gangrel okay. got into a fight with a young kid that just started working the shows because the kid had almost the same gimmick as him. He kept yelling at him, give me my gimmick back, and you took my gimmick as he kicked the crap out of him. Do you think that's true? <laughs> Who did it? Who did it? Gangrel. Oh, okay. So he fought like some, k- some, young some kid guy there. Because he had a vampire gimmick, apparently. I bet I, it was um... just some goth kid, really. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I believe that he like beat him up, but I could believe that he would give somebody shit for like doing something similar to him. Like, I don't think <laughs> that is necessarily unrealistic. That Do you young think he kid, would scream, that's my gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it, Gangrel. I've heard very good things about as a human being. There's no way. Oh, me, me no, too. I... But I don't know what it was yeah. like back, like in 
attitude era like period i don't you know a lot of people oh, were like, he said he didn't like our friend then. brock's barbecue so fuck him for that so oh, oh he did fuck him then yeah. for real yeah nah, fuck him he talks shit on that barbecue that barbecue is amazing or well, maybe don't order like a fucking 12 year old and you'll like the food exactly yeah yeah fucking gangrel <laughs> God, can we have some whatever redfield <laughs> all right uh it's uh voicemail time we have a couple yeah of voicemails the people actually called nice sure <laughs> i'm sure stan has a strongly worded voicemail for us we'll see okay oh uh yeah stan definitely called and he has words for jcp so oh shit oh god can't do that oh, <laughs> oh it's Stan, fuck. Stan does what he wants. So I mean, have, have good... probably him being pipped off at up or not not having an actual wrestler on the I show. I mean, he calls me out right away for stuff too. So you know that's just how he is. But <laughs> hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay. Uh up first is a friend of the show. Uh, the other JB. Hey there, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's the other JB here. So, this week, you've got JCP Designs in the studio. Um, I do not have the best um, back, uh, background or knowledge in um, graphic design, but although I do love all of JCP's designs, they're all really great. I especially love all the production ones, but I'm sure that that is an opinion well shared among the panel here today. Um, I was just thinking... Um, today's Sunday, um, and I had mentioned to, uh, Marcy that we had, we had passed by the Ohio Pie Company, um, and they've got all those specialty pizzas there. And so that got me thinking, um, you know, what's everybody's, uh, go-to, uh, pizza order? You know, what do they order when they go? Um, usually I'm a fairly standard. I'll get a pepperoni, um, maybe a pepperoni and sausage if I'm feeling fun. A little bit basic there, but sometimes if I want to, um, branch out a little bit, get something a little more fun. I'll get like a chicken bacon ranch. Um, those are pretty good. Um, when I worked at Domino's, I would always use the uh, Alfredo sauce for the chicken bacon ranch. That always made it good. Alrighty. So um, let me know uh, what's all y'all's um, pizzas orders, um, and um, how annoyed are you that pizza places are now just becoming all full service things? Like I don't, Domino's, I don't need you to have tater tots even though I made those <laughs> working there by myself, but you don't need to order them. You don't need to sell them. All right. All right. So what, Jacob, you, uh, what do you got orders? up there? What do you got uh, up my, there? My, pizza order. So I like a good barbecue chicken pizza and I like a good Buffalo chicken pizza. Those are my two kind of immediate go-tos. If I'm not like up for that, I'll just go with a plain pepperoni. But um, those are usually the three that I'll, I'll jump on the most. We got a place that's, I don't know how far down, but they're kind of New England. They're called Sal's, and they do, uh, you can go there and order a slice, which is actually two, like, which is actually a quarter of a pizza, which isn't really a slice, but whatever, <laughs> I'll take more. I'm not going to complain. And they do all of those very, very well. So but that's my go-to. Josh? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm in New York. Mars, you can vouch. New York is the best pizza in, all over the place. If if I'm gonna, I, I get a plain slice, but I also, Jacob, I agree with you. I get a buffalo chicken slice wherever I go. I like to see what they do. And there is a place in Flushing that makes this buffalo chicken slice. It is, it's all blue cheese. So the, it's it's dough, 
blue cheese, buffalo chicken, and then more blue cheese. You can eat <laughs> one slice. After that, I may God go with you, you know, go with God because <laughs> there's no more room. It's so much blue cheese and so much buffalo that like your insides are just like, no, there's I have no more space. It's the best. That's <laughs> this my, is that's good, my but go. I'll die if I have a second. Yes, you can't do a second. We used to we used to buy one slice. We when I had my first apartment, me and my buddy, we'd go, we'd get one slice each. We wanted to be a little bit adventurous. We'd get two. You get through like three bites of the second slice. You're like, I I am done for like the week. Like that that's that's how you go. That sounds incredible, though. Yes. Next time you get back to New York, I'll take you over there. All right. So I'm a big fan of the Sicilian slices. Those I usually do like with bacon, but that's like that's specifically a very New York thing. You can't really get that here or really anywhere else. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the barbecue chicken. It's got to be thin crust, though. Um, and I guess this is going to be my controversial one. I'm all about the pineapple pizza. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like it, too. So I, you got a friend in me there. Gross. <laughs> Come on. I'm perfectly fine with a sweet pizza. And I like I love pineapple. I don't that, understand why it's controversial. So that one's also I'm definitely a, I do. A, I do a barbecue sauce for that one, too. And so, oh, yeah, like, that okay, would be great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I with having in a nine year old in the house, I have to order pepperoni. There's a tap to be a pepperoni no matter what else we order. And it'll depend on my mood from there. Sometimes I just want meat and I'll get a meat lover for the equivalent, depending on where it is. Uh, I love a good buffalo chicken pizza. I love a good barbecue chicken pizza. Uh, I'm I'm also pro pineapple on pizza. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry George. You keep making that noise. We are, we are now that... at a majority of folks You don't here put fruit on like pizza. You don't put pizza. fruit in beer. Neither one of those does belongs in either That's, one of those. You're situations. so wrong on I'm that. I'm going to tell you right now, Josh, you are heavily outnumbered because I too <laughs> like ham and pineapple on pizza. Um, I, I too like, like barbecue and <laughs> pizza and buffalo chicken pizza. But my usual go to uh, when I get Domino's, uh, which I get like every other month, I'll get I'll get like uh, some of their boneless wings and like their chicken bites or whatever they call them. Fuck and, Domino's sounds so good now. And then I get Domino's medium, isn't pizza. Domino's a, is not pizza. And I get a not medium pizza from there. About pizza, Josh. I and, went 20 years living in Jersey, not ordering pizza. And I go to New York and I'm back with some real pizza. God damn it. Domino's butters. Come so, on. So, so on my order, I will get chicken mushrooms bacon and i get uh the um garlic parmesan sauce instead of a tomato sauce uh with cheese and it's amazing that's that's you know, that's pretty I think, solid i think i'm just gonna go order some dominoes right now I'll probably be here by the time we finish yeah oh, should, I'll, give you, I'll give you guys a little pro tip my wife decided she was going to do homemade barbecue chicken pika last week and she only had about half a bottle of the normal barbecue cost she buy because she dug into my bottle of JR barbecue cough for the second one. Oh my god, that's fucking good. JR's is great. Yep. All right. Uh up next is uh our first patron uh in front of the show, Zach. Love him. Let's go. Hey wrestling guys, Zach here. Uh got a couple questions for y'all this week and for your guests as well. Um First off, I think the obvious question for JCP Designs is, do you have a favorite Tim Kirkby song? What is it? <laughs> um, followed by, um, uh, I guess this is really for, kind of for everyone, you know, but you feel pressure to post, work in process, um, post to social media, like, like say, like Instagram. Um, and how do you balance that, I guess, with 
not feeling work too early, right? Like it's all in my mind, at least for me, it's always that balance of I don't want to show something too early um, because I know it's a long process, right? And if you show something too early, then you I feel like you're kind of boxed into a corner. But at the same time, you feel like you have to feed the internet machine with some posts every now and again. So I guess my question for JCP design is, you know, what is the thought process of social media, how that affects um, your work when it comes to, I guess, you know, designing for, for wrestlers or really kind of any kind of creative process. Um, All right. So first thing, what's your favorite Jim Croce song? I looked up his uh, discography because I didn't know a ton off the top of my head, but I do like Bad Bad Leroy Brown. That is a good song. So, okay. Uh, why so are we st- I'll, I'll pick that. Why are we still doing all the Jim Croce talks? <laughs> I don't know. People keep asking about them. Why? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's Zach, Zach, why do you keep asking? Like, Because Stan needs to be fed. You know, we got to help. <laughs> hey, Zach, here's what I want you to listen to. I want you to do for me. You're going to keep asking about Jim Croce. I want you. <laughs> So listen to the entire Hundred Gex discography. I want you to tell me what your favorite Hundred Gex song is. If you're gonna keep <laughs> asking about Jim Croce, okay? This is the only fair thing to do. He's gonna tell you that that's not the form of autism that he has. <laughs> oh, that's a very man. specific form of autism, and he doesn't have it to listen to them. <laughs> uh, no, and then so, do you mean wait? Do you mean the the girl one? The one that makes you a girl. <laughs> uh, and then his second question, uh, do you, uh, from what I understood of it, do you feel pressure to like post in, in progress stuff? Like, do you, do you feel that there's pressure there to do that? Or do you like not want to do it? Because like, if you get so far and maybe it's not what it's going to end up being kind of stuff. So I'm kind of like old fashioned because I'm a little bit, older than a lot of people who are getting into art now but um there is a lot of pressure for that there's a lot of pressure to like do live streams on twitch the show what you're doing as you're working on it like there's a lot of pressure to like constantly post and constantly engage and um i don't do a lot of that because i just i don't have the patience for it um so for me i kind of um but social media to get seen on social media at all you kind of have to regularly post content that's just the nature of it It, so i kind of balance the way i try to balance it out is i actually keep like little sketchbooks with me a lot of times so if i feel like drawing something quickly i'll fill the void of between finished pieces by like posting like quick sketches or you know little pencil drawings that i've done i don't know how many people might have seen it but i do a lot of like wrestler portraits and stuff like that that are just quick sketches um and i don't post a lot of work in progress images um i don't think it's necessary to see that going into the work unless like i get to a certain point uh where i'm happy where it's at and i'm comfortable showing that um so a lot of times what i but I understand that people want to see that people want to learn the process and see how you're getting that for their own, for their own learning or their own interests. So a lot of times the, what I'll do is I'll just save copies of stuff that I'm working on throughout the process. And then once it's, I'm actually at a point where I'm happy with the artwork is done, I might show some of the work in process shots as like, I'm getting ready to reveal the final piece. Um, or, 
I'll show the work in progress shots after the final piece has already been shown, just to kind of see so people can see how it's gotten to that point. Um, like I did that with the Diana piece we were talking about earlier. I didn't post anything about that until it was done and up on the shop. Um, but after it was done, I showed some of the work in progress drawings I did of it. Um, so you can kind of fill that void without like showing off things too early and then not being able to deliver on it. Um, I kind of, like I said, I'll wait until something's presentable enough, then show that off. And then I might show like, you know, make a post show in here, you know, here's the first pencil sketch. Here's the line art. Here's the, you know, the next first is the color to kind of like fill that void. But I understand why a lot of people are pressured to it. Um, I understand that a lot of people use like live streams of them drawing a piece to build audiences. And that's great if they're built for that emotionally and mentally, but I'm not, I don't like people watching me. Draw. <laughs> the answer so... is Zach JCP's above that shit. <laughs> yeah zach <laughs> fuck off zach <laughs> no so i mean yeah whoa, it's great whoa, if you want to do that that's fine it's perfectly fine i understand the pressure but like, to me i'm just like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let people pressure me into doing something that i'm not comfortable showing off no you've yeah. you've given me like a rough sketch that it's like a few steps before it's finished so like yeah that's usually fine because you're like is this what we're going for and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah you're, if I'm you're working there with a client if i'm working with a client it's a different story so like i will work with them because um it's easier a lot of times you're gonna it's just the nature of working with a customer is you're gonna revise your artwork for what they want and everybody's different sometimes you can design something and you can make a finished piece client loves it you're done and then other times you'll work with somebody that wants every little you know has little nitpicks that they want to see changed and that's fine too but it's easier to do that if you're showing a client like you know here's the pencil sketch is this okay here's the line work is this okay okay what colors do you want to use is this fine? And you know, that's, that's a different experience, but the way I kind of took his question was more like, you know, the social media feeds, all that garbage. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, he follows up with more stuff. Okay. And then a question for kind of everyone there, right. Or is, you know, what are some of the harder lessons that you learned, uh, for JCP? My question would be in your design career. Um, and then for the rest of the panel, just a podcasting, right? Like, what are some of those things like, let's never, let's never do that again, <laughs> right? Um, and then call back to weeks ago. Uh, I'm fine with Derek only having sex with the moms of a certain class. It doesn't have to be all the moms of all the students. If you, if you wanted to say, like, I'm always saving the students of, like, 2021, their moms are getting it, let it be. That's fine. That's fine. I also feel like a little uncomfortable because <laughs> this joke is not all too long for me to feel uh, super comfortable about someone else having sex with people's moms. But regardless, uh, I hope you all have a good week and uh, take care, everyone. Bye. All right. Hey, he posed what? he posed the question. I he needs to elaborate on it. If he wasn't about that life, he shouldn't have asked the question. Right. <laughs> so, what's the hardest lesson you learned uh, in? Uh, and doing art and, and the hardest thing that i've ever learned is learning how to like not take things personally um because a lot of art 
like that you make it comes from a kind of a a personal like even like if you're working for somebody else you are putting a lot of your own like time and effort and thoughts and feelings into the drawing and there are going to be people you show it to who are not going to like it just the nature of it and you i used to take that shit personal when i was younger like you know this oh this idiot doesn't like my shit but like you know the reality is is that like not everybody's gonna like everything and it's not a reflection on you personally if like you draw something and somebody's just kind of like eh um so i've had to really teach myself to like not have that like emotional gut reaction and it's like i still do sometimes but like i i've learned to like you know kind of let it go and also not show it to the person that i'm dealing with you know <laughs> not not giving them an attitude about it like just kind of taking it with grace to be like okay like that's fine like what what do you like and what don't you like you know just working with people the best i can but uh it took me a long while to learn that lesson but it's a valuable thing to you know to learn no i definitely get that uh i can feel that with podcasting as well because you know not everybody's gonna like what you put out podcast wise so uh, like recently, you know, we kind of changed up what we were doing for a couple episodes and like getting feedback on that and just like coming with to terms. to like, we're going to do things a certain way. We have an audience that already likes it that certain way. Why change it? Uh, you're not going to do it as good as other people uh, can. So like, it's, it's one of those things where like, I think I could, but I'm not going to push myself to do that because in the long run, what's the point? Like if yeah. we're already doing this fine. Um, and it's fine to experiment <clears throat> and the try new things, but sometimes things don't work. And right. if they don't yeah. work, it's okay to accept that and be like, okay, you know, mission uh, failed. Let's go on to the next thing. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. with podcasting, like, you know, I've always gone in knowing that like, we're talking about a niche of a niche uh subject so like there was never gonna be like you know we're gonna be in the top 100 podcasts downloaded or you know top 50 or whatever and we're gonna have sponsors we're gonna make all this money and that's never been something that like i've ever wait, thought wait, was wait, wait. we're not we're not what the what the <laughs> these, what these are, are things for this is strictly for fun making money oh oh strictly for fun because the, the the probability that that would happen uh without having like you know a rick flair on our podcast every week uh for people to tune in and listen to is so absolutely rare that like you know you're just doing it for fun it's like a, a thing that just kind of you know spend your time doing uh oh, yeah. there's times where it's like you know editing stuff becomes a chore and it's like this isn't fun. I don't want to do this, but I have to like uh, pretty much my entire last year editing this show was like a chore for the most part. Cause I wasn't on it. So like, I didn't feel responsible for what the content was. And uh, I just made sure it was listenable. And uh, I mean, I had some hiccups, but that year off also made me realize how much I enjoy doing it and why I'm back now. So nice. I think that's that's what i've learned from podcasting like it's the hard thing that i've had to deal with i've learned the importance of making sure all your levels are balanced <laughs> <laughs> not to give a very not to give a very autistic answer but i've learned that i really don't like to count in my own boy why only licking back to the shows that i'm not on <laughs> that's fair i mean I am- 
I haven't learned anything. I'm trying. I'm still trying to figure out this thing, so I don't piss off. <laughs> all my I just really want all of us to 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 prove, uh, you know, I, why I, I want I want Justin to be right about certain things that he gave his like predictions for, but I feel like we're like I really want us to prove him wrong on a bunch of them. Like I I, I really want Jay Gold to get a computer, um, and a microphone. So like he'll but, prove that wrong I, i'm I'm still trying to stick out being here for the whole year uh i haven't i haven't had any breakdowns yet about uh not wanting to do the show so for the record nice. we still want me to be the, on the top of the only fans right yes. we still want that yeah one well as i said okay. there's certain ones that one is yes we we think that'll still happen so uh hopefully you know that, that's those are things that'll happen uh what was what did he predict for you jayhawk do you remember that I would work that I would work for Plankton if that weren't RPW. And I don't think I've actually worked an RPW show the calendar year ago. Uh well, once we get your health cleared up, uh, I feel like we're gonna get you uh in some other places. Like I feel like you are literally a DM away from working in PA. And I think yeah, once I've- you do that, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. All right. Uh the final phone call of the evening. It's purple belt time. Oh, man. (laughs) I like how that's just generally everyone's reaction now. (laughs) Uh, And from Burlington. Here we go. I'm going to turn the gain up a little bit to make sure we can hear this guy. You don't have to. You can turn it all the way down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's me, Sam, from Burlington. I don't know if you'll remember me. Oh, I do. I'm sorry if I seem a bit lethargic this week. The last week was rather emotionally taxing for me. It was. And as you can imagine, that means I've done considerable damage to my thigh. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I'm existing off a steady mix of New Amsterdam pig whitneys over ice, chased by toll boys of Coors Banquet beers. I finished off most of my Ryan Kaplan's beef jerky that I had left over from my sojourn into the woods. So I am just going through bags of those limited edition hot mustard Doritos. Those are delicious. You may be asking, Dan, why so much agitation? You know the old saying, it's not you, it's me? Well, in this case, it's entirely you. (laughs) It's purple belt. (laughs) (laughs) Issue <laughs> one, Charlie Butters. Why'd you go after Hawk's wife again last week at the end of the show? Hawk's <laughs> your friend. You can't keep needling him. You want to attack anyone? Try Jay Gold. He made his daughter hang out with Lucky Thirteen at a wrestling show this weekend when she could have been at the beach. That's what I call negligence. I watched Double or Nothing last night. Now, I may joke about you guys mailing it in when it comes to wrestling-related content too often, but I for real think the writers of that show went on a 16-day bender and woke up 35 minutes before the first match with nothing. (laughs) If I want to hear someone absolutely embellish hot garbage like Jim Ross did for a while, I'll re-listen to the episode of the show where Marcy talks about slam music or moshing or battling or whatever she did a few weeks back. (laughs) (laughs) I see you have a Don Wrestler guest on this week. Well, aren't you guys becoming varied like CBS Sunday morning? 
<laughs> Where's Tony DeCopel to tell me about the joys of hot air balloon stitching as a profession? <laughs> but I did see. I went to the website. I may be a little unhip, so I didn't really understand what a lot of the designs you made are for. But I'll say that's the most exceptional use of clip art on an Apple IIc that I've ever seen. <laughs> now, I think my call was a little bit short last week, so I want to get a little bit more. Not for you four wannabe Kids Incorporated members, but for your fans, like Chris from the Steakhouse in Manhattan that Jay Gold gushed about last week. It sounds like all that is good in the podcast listenership world. So I'm going to do a little mother love and apple pie. Remember when I did my homage to Garrison Keillor's News from Lake Wobegon a few weeks back with my News from Burlington segment? Marcy, please tell me you Googled it and listened to a few old episodes of Prairie Home Companion? There are no podcasts without trailblazing radio variety shows like that. You guys should really be honing your craft. But for all the Chris's out there, here's the news from Burlington. You can feel summer in the air in Burlington. The Forsythia are in full bloom. Children seem a bit more whimsical <laughs> and get a bit more mischievous, as children are prone to be. But there are only a few weeks left in the school year, and one of J.B. Atkinson High School's music teachers, Howard Albrecht, a rather meek man of Dutch descent, is looking forward to his annual second act. You see, his family has owned the Scoop and Saves, our local ice cream shop, for generations. And Howard opens up right around now, right around Memorial Day. This year, he's excited to reintroduce Butter Pecan. It's been off the menu for a few years. What? Howard believes kids these days want only indulgent, ultra-loaded flavors. But he's optimistic, because over the winter, a new age-restricted housing development opened in town. And he thinks there will be some demand with an influx of seniors. <laughs> On Friday, Bill Wexler, the president of the local Jewish community center, came in with his grandchildren to celebrate the holiday of Shavuot, which is traditionally marked by eating dairy products. <laughs> Howard told Bill of the butter pecan gimmick, and Bill seemed amused and ordered a cup. Most people in town think Bill was just being gracious. Vicki Richter is the bartender down at Burlington House, one of our older <laughs> dinner clubs. She's been lamenting that the NBA playoffs are almost over. She likes the camaraderie of everyone coming down to watch a full set of games. In fact, she's convinced Mike Penzel, her boss, to get a streaming package of baseball games for the summer. So all the locals will be able to get their fill of the Royals, Padres, and Twins, courtesy of Mike's nephew, Jim Ware, who works for Spotify all the way in New York City. Vicky also mentioned how nice it is when the town puts up flags to honor those who passed, defending our country throughout the long weekend. Hey, Charlie... Are you thinking what I'm thinking? No. Right. <laughs> Probably not. Can't wait. And I hope sooner rather than later, we can do a memorial episode in honor of Jay Gold. <laughs> okay, gotta go. Oh. <laughs> what the? What did you do to him? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? I, I had something, but I just lost it and all of that. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what what, what it was said now, but the look oh. that JKP had on his face on on the one comment was like a look of incredulousness mm. that yeah, Shivani yeah. had and Conrad got something stupid. What the <laughs> fuck? Hey. <laughs> that hey, was the most, un <laughs> most unhinged <laughs> two minutes I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? hey, Stan. 
<laughs> yeah, from Burlington. I designed a shirt for you. Yeah. Be nice. I did. <laughs> it came out pretty good. So don't you talk shit about my work, man. <laughs> you can order that shirt oh. through our through our kind of right back to tea. That's correct. Oh man. What in the world, Stan? <laughs> what oh, the hell boy. I you know, I, I oh. think oh Okay. Um, Anyways, well, time for plugs. <laughs> what do you got for us? Plug away, my uh, friend. All right. Yeah. So um, I do JCP Designs, obviously, uh, oh. is my brand name. Uh, you can pick up my original design work at uh, jacobcpaul.com backslash shop. Uh, I have all sorts of original designs there, across uh, all sorts of kind of different interests. Um you can check my social media handles, which are all uh, at JCPXDesigns. It's the same on Twitter and Instagram. Check my uh, bio for commission availability. I try to keep that up to date of when I'm free to do uh, take on additional work. Uh, and feel free to DM, DM me with any ideas if you want to collaborate. Well, we, one, one quick we, thing before you go. Sure. I wanted to talk about this, and we never did get to talk about it. So let's bring it up here real quick at the end. Okay. Uh, what are some items that people may have in their house that you help design, uh, logos and stuff for? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, in my full-time work, I work, uh, primarily on food packaging designs. So I do a lot of, uh, food and beverage and I'll do a lot of cereal boxes. And the ones I was most proud of was the monster cereals, which, uh, Count Chocula, all blueberry. Wow. Uh, Frankenberry, all the whole set. Um, uh, I worked on those for the past two years. I'm working, worked on this year's as well. Um, uh, it's going to be something new on this one this year, which I can't say what it is yet because it's not out. Um, but look forward to that. I've worked on, um, White Claw. I've worked on Budweiser. I've worked on, um, uh, all sorts of different things I've done. Um, all sorts of tie-in merchandise for different movies. Because every time there's like a big movie comes out, or like the cereals and uh, kids uh, snacks and stuff, I'll have tie-ins. So I've done stuff for Star Wars and um, Marvel, uh, Pokemon, <laughs> Mario Brothers, Sonic the Hedgehog, all sorts of things. So if you see like a fruit snacks, like Sonic the Hedgehog fruit snacks in your like store, I've worked on that. Um, I've eaten so oh, many man. of those. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, if there's something in a supermarket, chances are I've had some sort of hand on it at some point in the design phase from design to print. Um, so that's what I do professionally. Uh, so if you, you know, keep an eye out for that kind of stuff. Um, it's uh, I've lost track of how many things because there's literally hundreds of them within the past few years. So, um, but it's been, it's been great to like, know that like i could literally walk down an aisle at a store and be like i worked on everything on this like eight foot section like at some point or another like the uh anytime i have to talk about like getting graphics done to like my family that knows nothing about podcasting or yeah. any of that i tell them that my artist has done like has i told them about the the serials and they go oh really i'm like yeah that's that's my artist he does that that's, that's yep. the guy and, that and does my art <laughs> there's a there's a lot of people who touch those things from beginning to end so like i, I can't claim like 100 percent responsibility for every single 
asset on it because some of the stuff is drawn by official studios and sent to us and we just kind of have to use what they give us but i've you know it's been a pleasure to to do that and it, it, honestly it helps me with my design work that i do on my own because i have to work on so many different varieties of different types of things and I'm seeing so many different types of design because I'm working, you know, you're doing something that's marketed to children. And then I'm also working on like White Claw the next day or something. So like it's it kind of teaches you to be adaptable to like be able to like tackle like as many different kind of design ideas as in directions as like there are out there. And I incorporate that back into my own artwork like you know, I, I'll learn a new technique or something through how, like, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy's tie-in serial, like, did their artwork. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to apply that to my own things and see how it works. Like, and it's and it's been, you know, I feel like it's helped me push myself a new direction. So. You might have kind of already answered this, but uh, is there has there been a piece of artwork that somebody uh, that a wrestler wanted you to do, like something? like a certain piece of artwork and it was something that you actually had already worked on before like (laughs) has that been a thing um i know that i personally when i did a a piece for nyla rose like she knows that i worked on a lot of those things um she saw me talking about like the monster cereals a couple years ago and was just like holy shit you worked on those and i was like yeah so like when i did a shirt for her like that's on uh pro wrestling tees right now that i was just like hey you know i worked on the monster cereals how about we do like a month you as a monster cereal <laughs> on your okay. own she was just like yeah let's do it i okay. love it so <laughs> there's like a beast bomb cereal box like shirt on her <laughs> pro wrestling tees store uh that i did and i definitely like you know i incorporated as much from like that art style into it as i could to kind of like match her up to like the mascots and stuff on it and it was super fun um but yeah i I get actually a lot of that stuff because i've had people come to me to do like like i did um mikey mikey montgomery's sonic shirt that uh he did and you know i know what fonts to use because i worked on the sonic fruit snacks when the movie came out (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like you know it's like little things like that where i'm like yeah i know exactly how to do that because i've done it (laughs) right on all right that's all i had i just want to ask that real quick well yeah well thank thank you so much for coming on tonight this is great we are our first uh non non wrestling uh Shall we say non wrestling guest, but wrestling adjacent guest? Wrestling so, adjacent guest, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I love it. somebody's adjacent podcast, and you do <laughs> you do a fantastic job for us and for for everybody in this in this community. So, thank you again for coming on and and giving us some time. I hope we can come. You could come back and we could do even more nonsense I'd, like we did I'd tonight. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate yes. it. It's been a great absolutely. Time. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, Jayhawk plugs can find me on twitter at ref jayhawk instagram at jayhawk 1539 twitch at twitch.tv forward slash ref jayhawk you can find me on twitter twitch instagram and only fans at eagerl fanboy voice spelled boi listen to my other podcast x over it's june it's almost so street fighter month is starting soon i'm also still running the gofundme to help pay for a giant hot laser to shoot lasers at my face and burn everything off of it uh, the GoFundMe is uh, pinned on the top of my Twitter, so if you can spread that around, it would be so appreciated, everyone. Uh, you can follow me at Charlie underscore Butters. 
the new episode of if you catch my grift uh dropped on monday um and i think we're working on some other stuff with that uh that's all i got you can find me on twitter at jgold12 on instagram at jgold12 please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us and our twitter handle iwguide one do not go to iwguide that is not us check out the youtube page marcy is working on that don't forget about the merch store over at brainbustertees.com by our friend jcp designs the stand from burlington line our images wear our faces on your bodies and i'm adding to this check out the patreon it is patreon.com backslash iwguide check it out all the new content will be dropping in the next several weeks we're going to be giving you everything we can give you so we appreciate it if you go on and take a look uh don't forget about our podcast friends listen to at odds with wrestling the super fantastic podcast the card is going to change wrestling cheers marcy's own x over Charlie Butter's own, if you catch my grift, and Hiya Bussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Check out our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IW Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, our buddy uh, Zach, who is the first Patreon, Big Starks brand, set tab photo, and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. Who's quoting? I'm quoting, uh, as the great Chuck Taylor once said, saw a guy at emo night last night that looked like me. Boy, did it piss me off. Watch some independent wrestling, everyone. See ya. Later. Next week, everybody. Later, dweebs. Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit, the real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is off balance, I'm back on my shit, the Bentley is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick, I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get, I do not store powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip, I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish, I roll with some fiends, I love them to death, I got a few mil, but not all of them rich, what good is the bread if my niggas is broke, what good is first class if my niggas can't Shit. That's my next mission, that's why I can't quit Just like LeBron, get my niggas more chips Just put the rollie right back on my wrist This watch came from Drizzy, he gave me a gift Back when the rap game was praying like this To act like two legends cannot coexist But I never beef with a nigga for nothing If I smoke a rapper, it's gon' be legit It won't be for clout, it won't be for fame It won't be cause my shit ain't selling the same It won't be to sell you my latest little sneakers It won't be cause some niggas slid in my lane Everything grows, it's destined to change I love you little niggas, I'm glad that you came I hope that you scrape every dollar you came I hope you no money won't erase the pain to the ogs i'm thanking you now was watching you when you was paving the ground i copied your cadence i mirrored your style i studied the grace i'm the greatest right now fuck if you feel me you ain't got a choice i ain't do no promo still made all that noise this shit gonna be different i set my intentions i promise to slap all that hate out your voice Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit. The game is off balance, I'm back on my shit. The Billy is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick. I just poured something in my cup. I been wanting something I can feel. Promise I am never letting up. Money in your bone will make you real Put it is on their neck, I got them stuck I'ma give them something they can feel If it ain't about to swat, don't give a fuck Pistol in your hand, I'm dead in the middle
potato with two generations I'm little bro and big bro all at once Just left the lab with young 21 Savage I'm about to go on me, jigger for lunch Had a long talk with the young nigga Kodak Reminded me of young niggas from Ville Straight out the project, no faking, just honest I wish that he had more guidance for real Too many niggas in cycle of jail Spending their birthdays inside of a cell We coming from a long bloodline of trauma We raised by our mamas, Lord, we gotta heal We hurting our sisters, the babies as well We killing our brothers, they poison the well Distorted self-image, we set up to fail I'ma make sure that the real gon' prevail, nigga I just poured something in my cup I've been wanting something I can feel Promise I am never letting up Money in your palm don't make you real Put it is on a neck, I got them stuck I'ma give them something they can feel If it ain't about to swat, don't give a fuck Pistol in your hand don't make you real Money in your palm will make you real